Great. Thanks, Simon. Morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, as Simon said, my name's Paul. I'm one of the elders here at Jubilee Church, and it's my pleasure and privilege to get to preach this morning. I'm going to be continuing our series that we've called Prioritising His Presence. Um, I don't know about you, but it kind of feels a bit like rubber hits the road time in, uh, in my walk with God, in our walks with God together. About four years ago, Mike Thorne, part of our church, brought a prophetic word. He felt God speak to him about uh, God shaking the nations, which I'm sure is some of what we're feeling at the moment. But that prophetic word ended with, uh, my people too will be shaken, challenged to decide whether their trust really lies in me or in the things around them. And I just really believe that we have got to learn to dig deep into the presence of God and to live from that place. I think in the mystery of God, that is at least one thing that he's doing at the moment, is drawing his people deep into his presence to know him truly and to live from that place. And this series really is designed to help us to do that, to evaluate our lives, to consider how we're living, and to make decisions, maybe make some changes to our lives in order that we together might prioritise the presence of God. If you're someone who watches TV and uh, maybe every now and then don't fast forward the adverts, it won't take you long to hear this phrase, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. If you buy this car, the sky is the limit. If you go on this holiday, then the sky is the limit. If you uh, get this job, the sky is the limit for you. I was driving on Friday and uh, saw a billboard advert for the new PlayStation 5. And uh, that said, play now has no limits, uh, which is something I think in a few years' time we'll have to remind Sony of when they try and sell us the PlayStation 6. A quick, um, a quick search on Amazon for unlimited potential brings up all sorts of different books. I found one by the world's number one brain coach. He's called Jim Quick, and he wrote a New York Times bestseller called Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. Sounds good, right? A quick search on YouTube for unlimited potential will bring up all sorts of tutorial videos on how you can become limitless, recommending a range of things from meditation to exercise to caffeine, which I have to admit I was a little bit disappointed on the lack of creativity on that one. But uh, the words limited and limits have almost become kind of derogatory words in our culture. You can imagine someone saying of someone else, maybe after a job interview or something, yeah, they were nice, just a bit limited. Or, or maybe someone reacting against someone else, saying, no, don't limit me. Limits are not a good thing in our culture. I don't know if anyone remembers a few years ago, there was a film called Limitless. Uh, I quite enjoyed it. It basically explores this, our obsession with pursuing our unlimited potential. In that film, the main character is introduced to this wonder drug that enables him to access 100% of his brain's ability all the time. And it's quite interesting. You see his rise to success, but then actually quite quickly, he begins to break down. His body and his mind can't handle it, and his world comes crashing down around him before he has the traditional Hollywood ending, of course. But as human beings, we don't like limits. And you know, that isn't a modern-day phenomenon. This actually begins on the first few pages of the Bible. Adam and Eve are created with limits. And their temptation, the temptation they face in Genesis chapter 3, is to not accept their limits, 
to be unlimited. You can be like God. Don't accept your limits. Go beyond them. And they do. They give in to that temptation and they seek to go beyond them. And really that has been humanity's story ever since. From the individual level right through to kingdoms and empires seeking to become unlimited in wealth, in resources, in power, in influence. However, it always comes at a cost. Whether you are an individual or an empire, seeking to live beyond your limits always comes with a human cost. Let me let you into a secret. You are limited, very limited. And that, I think, is a good thing. See, when God finished creating everything, including humanity with God-given limits, he looked on and he said, this is very good. From looking at it this week, I've come to the conclusion that limits are about trust. In Genesis 1 and 2, God creates humanity and puts a limit on them. He says, don't eat from that tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, what would that mean? It meant that Adam and Eve had to trust God to define good and evil for them rather than taking it into their own hands and doing it themselves. It was about trust. They had to trust that God knew better. They had to trust that God wasn't holding out on them. They had to trust that actually by placing limits on them, God was working for their greater good and inviting them into a relationship built on trust. Limits are about trust. And that is what I think is at the root of the passage we're going to look at together this morning, which is found in Luke chapter 12. We're going to read from verses 22 to 32, and the word should come up on the screen for you. So Luke chapter 12, verse 22 says this. Excuse me. (coughs) Jesus said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you'll put on. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They they have neither storehouse nor barn and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you're not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In this passage, Jesus stresses two things over and over. Firstly, he stresses the knowledge of our Father. He knows. Jesus says he knows. Your father knows that you need these things. And secondly, he stresses the goodness of our father. That he not only knows, but he cares and wants to provide lavishly. And to what end? In order that we might be freed up to seek first his kingdom, not worrying, but trusting that our father will look after us along the way. Limits are about trust. And if we're not happy living within our limits, then Jesus tells us here what the result will be. A life of anxiety. 
a life of worry, a life of stress, a life of over-busyness, trying to fit far too many activities in any 24-hour period because we're trying to look after it and manage it all ourselves. A life that distinctly lacks the peace of God. A life that, if we're honest, probably lacks the depths of the love of God, both for ourselves and towards other people. Do you ever find yourself worried about something? What will happen if this goes wrong? What if I lose my job? What if I get ill? If so, then you're pushing against the limit. And it's the limit about what we're in control of. If we've learned anything this year, we are not in as in control of as much as we like to think sometimes. Do you ever find yourself double booked, not mentioning any names, and uh, trying to fudge a way of trying to make them both happen? Or do you ever find yourself trying to talk to someone in the flesh and someone on your phone at the same time? If so, then you're pushing against the limit, the very human limit of the fact that you can only be in one place at one time. And if we're honest, you can probably really only give your attention to one person at one time. Do you ever find yourself getting stressed and saying something like, there just simply aren't enough hours in the day? If so, then you're pushing against limits all over the place. The limit on your ability to be productive. The limit on how we're just created as human beings to function best. Like we need a certain amount of sleep each 24 hours. Actually quite a large proportion of each 24 hours. The limit on time itself. There really are only 24 hours in the day. No matter how stressed or busy you become, you cannot create more. You see, if I don't trust that God will provide for me, then I'm going to exhaust myself. I'm going to regularly live beyond my limits, seeking security in material things like my job or something else. And I'm going to spend my life worrying about what happens if, that, if I lose my sense of security, if my security source dries up. If I don't trust God, that in him I am completely accepted and affirmed by my Father in heaven, then I'm going to exhaust myself. I'm going to regularly live beyond my limits, seeking acceptance and affirmation from other sources. Maybe my family or my work or my friends or my reputation. Are you someone who finds it difficult to say no to people? Maybe that has some roots here. And I'm going to spend my life worrying about what happens if some of those things go badly, what will people think of me? I love the bit in this passage where Jesus says, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And then he says, you can't even do a small thing like that. Now, if you think about it, I don't actually think that is a very small thing. What he's saying is you cannot physically extend life beyond death. Now, I don't think that is very small. Okay, I think if you crack that one, you'll be quite quickly a very rich, very famous person indeed. But Jesus says, no, that is a small thing. Physically extending life beyond death, that's a small thing. And it's important to remember that this is the one we're being asked to trust. The one to, for whom extending life beyond death is a mere triviality. If you ever find yourself pushing against and trying to live beyond your limits, if you ever find yourself stressed out and over busy, then Jesus gives us the solution. It is to humbly admit and live within our limits and trust our Heavenly Father. Trust the one who knows all things, who loves to lavishly provide for his children, the one who even, um, who even sustains all life itself. And to concede that the limits that he puts upon us are ultimately for our own good, because we're not God. 
Because if we constantly try to live beyond our limits, then not only are we falling into the, first, the same sin as our first parents in the Garden of Eden, but just like in the film, we will soon begin to break down. Our bodies and our minds will not be able to handle it. Evaluating your life, realizing your limits, repenting of often trying to live beyond your limits and taking measured prayerful steps to live realistically within them is, I believe, the beginnings of a relationship with our Father built ultimately on humility, trust and reliance, which are all good things, I'm sure we'll we'll agree. If any of this rings true for you, and I imagine there may be one or two people out there for whom this rings true, there are one or two people in this room for whom this rings true, and there's not many people in this room. If any of this rings true for you, then I want to say that's a good thing. It's a good thing because right now we are being invited by our Heavenly Father to come back and to trust him again. We are being invited into a life of peace and rest and joy in God as we confess and humbly live within our limits and learn to trust him. If you read the wider context of where this passage is found in Luke, then I think we find something pretty amazing. In this same passage, in in the passage right after, in the same chapter in Luke chapter 12, Jesus teaches a parable about servants being ready and prepared for their master's return. Jesus says those servants who are prepared for their master's return will be put into positions of increased trust, will be put even over all of the master's possessions. Now, let's not miss what Jesus is saying here. By putting these two things together, Jesus is saying that as we learn to trust our father in his unthinkable grace, he wants to trust us with things in return. He wants to enter into a relationship of mutual trust with us. Now that's cool, right? Jesus is saying as we learn to trust God, he wants to trust us with things in return. Do you want to be someone who is trusted by God for things? Do you know what? That's what's going on right now. That is what's happening right now. He is inviting us into a relationship of mutual trust in so that he can trust us with the things of heaven, so that he can trust us with responsibility, with people, with even seeing his kingdom come. That's what's really going on right now. In the midst of COVID and political turbulence and economic uncertainty, what's really going on is that God is looking for people that he can trust the plans of heaven to. Do you know how I know that that's what's really going on right now? It's because that's what's always really going on. This is the story of the Bible. This, I believe, is the story of history. God is looking for people to entrust the plans of heaven to. Do you want to be someone who the Lord God Almighty entrusts things to? Well, if so, then it all begins, perhaps counterintuitively, but I find that's often the way with God. It all begins not by trying to show how impressive you are or how much you can handle, but rather by humbly accepting your limited humanity, by learning to live within your God-given limits and live a life of peaceful, faithful trust in and reliance upon your Father in heaven. Limits are a good thing. Limits are, in fact, a gift from God to draw us into a deep and profound relationship of mutual trust with our heavenly Father who happens to be the King of heaven. That's pretty cool, right? And that's what he's inviting us into right now. So that's it for this morning. 
This morning was just a sort of laying out the biblical framework for this stuff. Next week, we're going to get a bit more specific and a bit more practical, talking about, so what are these limits that are in our lives and how do we live within them? I'm just going to pray quickly and I'm going to hand back to Simon. Father, we thank you for how you have created us and that you know best. Father, we thank you, therefore, for the limits that you've put within us and upon us. And we ask you to help us to live within them and to trust you because we do want to be those who you would trust in return. Father, we love you and we thank you. We pray that you would lead us deeper and deeper into prioritizing your presence in our lives, living within our limits and trusting you in Jesus' name. Amen.